Today on Stick to Football, Mello and I are going to break down the latest in NFL news. Also going to look at MVP odds for the NFL season, some 40-yard dash tournament talk. We're going to give you some trades, Mello. Realistic and not so realistic top five trades. And then your guys' drafts on draft questions. It's going to be a fun one, buddy. Connor's still over there traipsing across Europe, having a grand old time. You and I are here doing a podcast. I know. I'm jealous. And you talk about going fantasy style. I really went off the deep end. We're looking at the Anthony Davis trade that just went down in the NBA. I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to move some superstars around. Not realistic at all. Yeah, I like it a lot. Let's uh, let's start with the news. Uh, one of our favorite players, one of my favorite players in the NFL, Michael Thomas, wide receiver of the New Orleans Saints, reports are a deal is very close to him getting an extension. Uh, he was a second-round pick. Deal is almost done. They could obviously put the franchise tag on him, but they want to get something done long-term. Sounds like it's in the area of $22 million a year. I think he... Uh, is worth that when you look at what wide receivers make in the NFL right now. But what are your thoughts? Uh, and number one, not I do want to ask what your thoughts are on Michael Thomas getting $22 million a year, but should any wide receiver take up that much of a team salary cap? I think when you have a good young receiver like Michael Thomas, you're going to want to lock him up. And everybody always overreacts, obviously, over the, the money at first. Like In five years, you're going to say, why the hell is – Michael Thomas only being paid like $24 million a year. So it's no big deal. The cap's going to keep going up. Player salaries are going to keep going up. And what he's been able to do on the field, we've never seen production like this in three years. I think he had 125 catches last year. That's absolutely ridiculous. And I know he plays in a great system with Drew Brees, with Sean Payton. But you still have to get the job done out of receiver. It's not just the quarterback making every perfect throw for you or the perfect scheme for you. He's going out there. He's doing his job. Maybe he's just a perfect fit for this scheme. So good for him. I hope he gets paid, and it sounded like it is going to be north of that $22 million mark. It's crazy. Right now, Odell Beckham, and the average per year is different, but Odell, highest paid receiver in football, making $18 million a year. So contract's just going to keep going up. The salary cap will just keep going up as, as well. So I don't think that the percent of the cap, I don't think that bothers me as much. I've seen some people say you should never pay a receiver that much money because they're too easy to replace. I would argue that they're not that easy to replace. You look at all the teams still trying to find a number one receiver. You alluded to it. Michael Thomas has the NFL record for most catches through the first three years of his career. So you can talk about the system. Oh, he gets to play with Drew Brees. Yeah, there were a lot of other receivers playing with Drew Brees who were not having this kind of production. So I do think it matters that they did scout him well, and he is such a great fit for their offense. But how about also the fact that dude came right in out of Ohio State and was immediately productive, incredibly so. And I think that's one of the testaments to his talent is that he came in at a position that you almost never see guys have great production as rookies. He came in, though, and had, uh, what, uh, 92 catches as a rookie? Uh over 1,100 yards, and made that immediate impact. Should have been the number one receiver drafted that year. I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn here. Some people had listened. Uh, obviously, you're right, though. When you look back at it, he's a very good receiver. And I, the fact that he fell to the second round does seem crazy. But we do have the benefit of hindsight, and we can look back and say, how the hell did this guy fall to the second round after seeing him catch 321 passes in three years? Yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been good. And I think it's important to lock him up because you probably have a couple more years of Drew Brees, and you want to make as strong a run as possible. So you don't want to let Michael Thomas leave. Um, you know, you can look at a team like the Vikings. They're paying 
Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, I believe they are both in the top 10 highest paid receivers. I know Thielen is. Diggs is probably really close if he's not number 10. Uh, This is also good news if you're Julio Jones because you're 30 years old and you want a new deal. You're going to be able to say, hey, uh, you're going to have to give me like $10 million a year uh, in a raise. So it's also it's good news for some of the young guys who we think will be getting uh, new deals soon. Um, even though, you know, there haven't been a ton of hits at the receiver position. Guys like Amari Cooper, though, he's going to be up uh, and want a new deal very, very soon. Uh, right now, he's only making $5.6 million on his rookie deal. So Michael Thomas about to set the table for all wide receivers getting a new deal. Happy birthday as we're recording this. On Sunday, happy 40th birthday to LaDainian Tomlinson, one of the greatest running backs of all time. We're going to get into that when it's draft on draft time. But LT, probably one of my favorite players that never played for one of my favorite teams. Yeah, I loved LT also. And I've told the story before. I remember the, when the when the Chargers drafted Breeze and Tomlinson, I told one of my teachers, I was like, you just wait. The Chargers are going to be good. Like They nailed it with this draft. He's like you. You can't build a team around a second year quarter or a second round quarterback who's six foot tall or or whatever. You know, a running back's not going to be that good. Well, Mister Lippa, I was right. <laughs> I mean, that that team worked. They built it, and even after shipping Drew Brees off, it still worked. Like Drew Brees in that last year, it worked. Very happy to to watch him play and say that I could because there are a lot of kids, maybe even listening to this podcast, that didn't get to see him play. Hall of Famer, five time Pro Bowler, three time All Pro. He was MVP, which just you know, doesn't really happen anymore. Running backs winning the MVP award, but uh, I I really do think that he, if not changed the game, he really ushered in that change. You know, of running backs being great receivers. We talked a couple shows ago about my guy Roger Craig. He was kind of like that back in the day, but LT coming in. I mean, as a rookie, he got fifty nine passes. There was a year where he caught a hundred passes. I was gonna uh, in two thousand three. Is he like the greatest fantasy football player of all time? When he caught like a hundred passes, he, he could really might be run the ball like for touchdowns, catch it, and throw it a couple times in his career. Is he the best fantasy football player of all time at running back? Probably. I mean, even Honestly. if you go PPR leagues with these receivers, they're not getting those points. No quarterbacks probably not getting that many points. Well, you get a running back like LT. I think he's probably one of the best fantasy football players of all time. That's a really good question. I'm going to have to break down. The I know. I'm like now. I'm like thinking about it way too much. Like I can Marshall see, Falk had some Marshall good Falk. years early on with or with the yeah. Rams, but other. I really think that LT is probably the greatest fantasy football I think player. Marshall of all time. Falk and Ladainian Thomason are like the same guy to me. Yeah, those backs that can catch yeah. it out of the backfield, and then I like Todd Gurley had some good years. Yeah, um, I don't know if he's ever going to be... Alvin Kamara can catch the ball. I know Sean Alexander had like 27 rushing touchdowns right. one year. Curtis but Martin? He had 15 catches that year, though. Yeah, if you're in a PPR league, someone like LT would have just been amazing. Yeah, definitely. And I'm scouring through the internets right now trying to look for people, but I don't know. I think if you look overall, like I'm sure you can look at individual seasons and look at some of these guys. They say, uh, I found a... Sp- an article on Bleacher Report. I don't even know how old it is or who wrote it. George Blanda had the greatest fantasy season of all time in 1961. He was a, he was a quarterback and a kicker. He he threw the shit out of the football, too. But yeah. Marshall Falk, 2000, <laughs> St. Louis Rams was second. And then third was LT okay. in 2006. But I think when you look at it from a consistent basis, like LT over his career had to be like the greatest fantasy football player of all time. Crown his ass. I'm doing it today. Yeah, no, LT was the man. Um, 
I did want to wish him a happy birthday. I remember watching him at TCU and just, I loved him. I actually was kind of like a TCU fan before they uh, yeah. joined the Big 12. Like, who knows what conference they were in back then, like the WAC or Mountain West. Mountain West, I think. But I will never forget watching him play in college just because he was so amazing. I mean, over 2,000 yards uh, his last year. Uh, I think he had, like, he had 1,900 the year before that. And I wish I could remember who it was against, but there was a game where he rushed for 405 yards. Yeah. It was, I, the, it was the record for a very long yeah, time. I, he was just incredible. So, great career. One of my favorite players I've ever watched. And again, for someone who didn't go to Texas or play for the Niners, I loved LaDainian Thomas. And those powder blues, 21, yeah. like that was so clean. He was one of the first players that have like the different face mask and the super dark the visor. visor. Yeah, he was If cool they kept shit. Drew Brees, you think the Chargers would have won a Super Bowl? Um, I don't know. Like if they kept Breeze and used that pick on somebody else, maybe Instead of the Rivers pick. But I, I still think Philip Rivers is obviously very good. I think they're both going to be Hall of Famers. Maybe they do win a Super Bowl, but I don't know. They've never was really that been close. NFL draft. Yeah. So I mean, let's just we have some time. Let's just say they kept LT and they kept Breeze, and they had the number one pick. So they oh, could have taken true. Larry so Fitzgerald. Anybody? They could have taken boom. Okay, Super Bowl. They could have <laughs> taken Sean Taylor. Yeah, but you put Fitzgerald, Roy on that Williams. Team. That's probably. No, I think they could win a Super. Bowl. You would have taken Fitz. That's who it would have been. You were taking Fitz, not yeah, Robert Gallery. He went second, right? Correct. And he went fourth. It was Manning, or no? He went third. Manning, Gallery, Fitz. Okay. Yeah. As long as they didn't take Robert Gallery, they would have been fine. Yeah. Who wasn't bad, but no, he wasn't. He like played guard for a while. Yeah. He was a he was a teacher. He was an education. Seven teacher. of the first eight picks in that draft made Pro Bowls. I believe it. Like most, some of them are going to be Hall of Famers. Yeah, Jesus, that was a good draft, dude. The, we would, the Chargers would have won a Super Bowl. That's amazing how that works out. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, I don't know if you saw this, but our guy Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, went off the grid. He he, he posted, uh, which is what everybody does, and said, "I'm going away till July 1st t- for training." That's what he said. Training, <laughs> training. Don't hit me unless it's beyond urgent. Appreciate the love always. Time to lock it in. Hashtag bootcap. See y'all soon. So that's what Odell says on which which form of media was this? I don't know which one. Probably Instagram. He's pretty heavy on the gram. Yeah. Um, so today we were driving home from Little Boys Weekend, and I look on Twitter five hours ago. Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> Keep it pushing. Yesterday, field time. We working. Yesterday, forever love. Yesterday, I was destined to shine no matter where I was at. God's truth. He's been tweeting. Like, I thought he was going away. Yeah, he's going to take a little social media hiatus, but still do it. I don't, I you can't go zero dark 30, 23 and still like, be tweeting. It's, I don't know what the point is. Yeah. Is he just done like talking to media? Like, I don't know what he meant. Yeah, I don't like, either. Going I thought like going July 1st like, for Yeah, I thought he was going dark. Like, don't hit me up. Yeah, I kind of want to now. Just see what he's doing. Like, hey, uh, you good? Yeah, you want to come on the pod? He as has an open invitation. He no, I, he has an open invitation. Um, he, and I always get the yeah, we'll do that soon, man. Like okay, <laughs> I bet <laughs> sure we will. Yeah. Yo, sure. Odell, it's soon. Come yeah, on, it, yeah, soon is now. How about uh, this though? Did you see Odell? No, she's gosh, I can't talk today. Chad Ochocinco is hosting a 40-yard dash tournament. I actually love the idea. I think it will probably raise a ton of money. I don't think it's for charity. I think it's just for Chad. But he's he's throwing this tournament. 
And it actually looks like it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, the the people that are involved with it, the guys who are going to be running, some of the names is like, oh yeah, that guy's really fast. And then others was like, I don't think he's that fast. Like this is right. Kind of like, why are they in there? So, is Mark Ingram still involved with this? Uh, no, no. It, there's so many different ones that have been talked about lately, and now like with Ocho Cinco getting involved with this one. Uh, there are a lot of different guys that seem like they want to run the 40. I know Ted Ginn had been tied to a couple different ones. The weird thing for me is that they're doing a tournament. I guess they're going to really try to sell this you know, to maybe like a TV group or YouTube. I think Yocho Single has a pretty good YouTube following, so I don't know what his plan is there. But the fact they're not just going to line up and let everybody race at the same time, I guess it brings more excitement to it. I don't know. I mean, I guess you're going to have the winner right. go by time. I think that would be the only fair way to really do it. So here's the it, so yeah it's a tournament so Ted Ginn Jr. will race Jacoby Ford. Jacoby Ford's really fast. So is Ted Ginn. That I don't know how they got paired against each other. Alvin Kamara and Robbie Anderson. This one surprises me. I don't think Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara's fast. He's like four five guy though, isn't he? Yeah, I know he was hurt when he ran it. He ran a four five six. I think he's a he's a four four guy, but oh, I mean he's incredibly fast. But Robbie Anderson's gonna smoke him. But right, Robbie Anderson, one of the fastest yeah. guys. In- in the 40s. Marquise Goodwin against Kevin Sneed. Marquise Goodwin, you know this because you're a Texas fan, I think is the favorite to win this whole thing. I think he has to be too. Like this dude, just he knows how to sprint. Right. Because these aren't football skills anymore. The 40 is a trained event. Like you can just go be really good at the 40 if you're a track star. And this guy was. Like I think he was one of the Olympic pre-qualifiers. Or yeah. Some, something like that. I don't even know because I don't follow track. But I know that Marquise Goodwin, he would be my bet to win this thing. Yeah. Um, what did he – I'm trying to think what he ran back in the day. I think 4 2 Seven, something like that. I mean, it was really, really fast. Um, so I think he's the favorite. Other names: Kevin Sneed, Jeff Bidet, Richie James, Dante Jackson. Uh, he will be up there as well as a favorite. Trey Waynes, Dominique Cromartie, Richard Robinson, Terrell Sinkfield, sleeper on the defensive bracket. John Franklin the third, Jalen Myrick, and Charles James the second. He was the guy who was like the sock guy from Hard Knocks. From the, the Texans guy? He wore like Snoopy socks or something. Um, they always have like somebody yeah. that they have to highlight for that. Right. Yeah. So I can't wait for it to come back out. Yeah. Same here. Uh, that'll be it'll be interesting to watch the the 40-yard dash tournament. All right. Let's take a break. We come back. We're going to dive into these MVP odds and let you know where to put your money. Mello, it's MVP odds time. You want to waste some of that money that we're giving you. Caesars, our good friends at Caesars Palace, the real Caesars Palace, the one in Vegas, they put out odds on MVP, and I don't think anyone should be surprised by the names who are on here, but we're going to talk about maybe some names that weren't some of the favorites. So here's how they run down. Our guy Pat Mahomes, plus 350. Carson Wentz, plus 550. Andrew Luck, plus 600. Tom Brady, plus 700. Philip Rivers, plus 700. And Aaron Rodgers, plus 800. All quarterbacks, no, no running backs, no receivers, no pass rushers. So they know, like, okay, quarterback's going to win it because they always fucking do. Doesn't matter how good of a year Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack or J.J. Watt have. They're not winning the MVP. So I think having Mahomes there, it makes sense. He's the reigning MVP. He is probably the most popular football player in the world right now. He makes sense. Carson Wentz at two surprises me, not because he's not talented, but because he's been hurt. So this tells me the people in Vegas know he's healthy. Yeah, and they like Vegas knows what they're doing. Those buildings out there don't build themselves they do in the not. desert. 
I am surprised to see Wentz here at number two, and I love Carson Wentz. Let me go on record of saying that because every time I talk well about Jared Goff, people will come at me and be like, whoa, Carson Wentz. I love Carson Wentz. And if he can stay healthy, we've already seen him put up an MVP caliber season if he can stay healthy. So hopefully he does. I don't know if I like him there at the second overall favorite to win it, but if he's healthy, he's going to have a damn good year. He's got a lot of targets there in Philadelphia. they got a good offensive line, so maybe he can put things together. But to have him over a guy like Andrew Luck, I think he is going to be fully healthy this year. There's a lot of questions surrounding him last year. He has probably the best offensive line in football. He has some really good targets. He's got a good backfield, too. I want to see what he can do with another year in his system, learning, being healthy with a good full offseason. I am surprised that there are no running backs or receivers. Like, no Saquon Barkley? kind of pisses me off, actually. Like, we, I, somebody asked me about Heisman odds, and I even told him, like, I love Rondale Moore. It was the Whole Nine Sports podcast. I did their podcast. I said, I love Rondale Moore out of Purdue. I love how they get the ball in his hands and what he can do, but he has absolutely no chance of winning the Heisman because he plays for a small school. Like, Purdue yeah. is not a big powerhouse in the Big Ten, so he's not going to get the votes there. And it's the same thing with the NFL. If you don't play quarterback, you can't win these awards. And somebody has to break that because I'm, I'm sick of it. With the Heisman, with the MVP, like these defensive guys, you've got to start giving them love when they have the best season out there. Like Khalil Mack this year should have been at least considered for the MVP. I think what Pat Mahomes Aaron Donald did. should have been too. Yeah, like it, what Mahomes did was outrageous. And he wins that every year that he puts up those numbers. But when we have these down years of offensive guys, we should consider the defensive guys or just make it an offensive MVP and a defensive MVP. I'm okay with that. Yeah, might as well. Because I know people say, well, there's like offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, and that's basically what it is. But it's not as cool. Right. It's like not it's, as big. Like, yeah. like you, the Thorpe Award is awesome or the uh, Nagurski Award, awesome, but it's not the Heisman. Right. Just in, give in away two football, fucking Heismans. There's so many fucking One for awards. offense, one for defense. Yeah, that's change it up, make it. Like, just take the Butkus Award and, or something. That's a good one. That's and Nagurski, what, yeah. one of them. Ben Narek. So many awards in college football. <laughs> Anyone that didn't make this list at the quarterback position that surprised you? Like, no Big Ben, which maybe they're expecting a little bit of a drop-off this year for him. No Dak Prescott. No Ezekiel Elliott. No love for the Cowboys. No Deshaun Watson. No Jared Goff. No Jared. Oh, Another year with No Sean Russell McVay. Wilson. Shit, no Russell Wilson. If the Seahawks win the NFC West, Russell Wilson's MVP. Can you explain something to me? Explain it to me like I'm five. <clears throat> Why is everybody so high on Russell Wilson? Like, I don't. Maybe I'm just too hard on him. Everybody's like he's a lock for top five quarterback. Like, oh, I, I don't think, think he's that. a good quarterback. I think but, he's a top seven or eight quarterback. Yeah, who I would can agree play with that. like a top five? But I like. I don't think he's better than Andrew Luck. I don't think he's better than Philip Rivers. I think he's right there with those guys. Yeah, so let me know on Twitter like why it is that everybody loves Russell Wilson. Because I like him, and I think he's a really good quarterback, but I don't think he's up there in those tiers with these other guys. Like I think he should be mentioned as an MVP candidate, but I, he's not up here with these guys that we just named off. Mahomes, Wentz, Luck, Brady, Rivers, Rodgers. He's not in that category yet, not in my opinion. I, th- I think he is there with, I don't know, Wentz is just it's such a, toss-up because we really haven't seen him play football in like a year and a half yeah but when healthy he's yeah. very good and apparently I, vegas does think he's going to be healthy this year yeah uh they they're big believers in him and i really am too and that's good news for my guy alshon so i want to see that um, i shouldn't say we haven't seen him play in a year and a half i mean he played last year um just banged up you know wasn't wasn't the guy we saw in 2017 before he got hurt 
So um, hopefully, hopefully it means good things. Is there anyone that you, that you think that we haven't talked about could be a sleeper at this? I because like, like I would say Mahomes last year. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Mahomes last year, no one would have thought was going to happen. Right. Uh, honestly, Baker Mayfield, like with the receivers and the offense that they have there. That's a pretty good point. And his bravado, he could definitely be an MVP favorite by like week eight. We could be talking about him. If he has a good year, I mean, it could blow up and they could be terrible. But if he has a good season, he's going to get a lot of that credit and he would be the MVP. Like even if Odell catches 125 passes this year and you know, 15 touchdowns, we're going to be talking about Baker Mayfield yeah. as an MVP guy over his receivers. I think it would take Saquon Barkley having 2,000 rushing yards to get on here. Like last year, he had 2,000 yards from scrimmage, and he was rookie of the year. But I think it would be so hard. I'm going to stick with the fact that I think the Raiders are going to be really good this year. And I think if that happens, Derek Carr could be MVP. Yeah, and I think that you mentioned if they're really good this year, it's going to take that, too. Like you have to be on a successful team to be an MVP. So maybe that has more to do with it. When you look at these teams, I would expect all of them to have a big year. I mean, the Browns are still, a lot of people don't know what they will be. I'm expecting success there. But you have to be on a very good team to win the MVP also. So Saquon, I don't think they're going to have that good of a year, so I don't think he's going to be in consideration. It'd be cool if I would like Trubisky. If Trubisky won the MVP, that would be awesome. Yeah, or Deshaun Watson is another I think guy Watson's that we need to just probably put on here. Incredibly talented and does not get enough love. If they win the AFC South and play like the, he did last year, I think he's got to be up there for consideration. Because a guy like Pat Mahomes, who I absolutely love, there's just you can't do five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns. Like, there's no way that can happen. If he goes for forty and four thousand, if he goes fifty and five thousand again, he wins it. Uh, he wins back to back. Without a doubt, like yeah. it should be unanimous. I don't even know why we considered Phil Rivers in that talk <laughs> last year. Like you throw for fifty fucking touchdowns, you're the MVP. Every oh year. God, you know who's obvious that we didn't? Drew Brees. Oh, Holy yeah, shit! How's hell, Drew guys? Brees not on this list? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they should look, and he's underrated. Maybe next year they should rate him. Yeah, that's crazy that he didn't make the list. Yeah, like Melo said, tweet us. Let us know who you think uh, is the dark horse to win MVP. Also, let us know who who's missing from this list. Uh, apparently, Drew Brees, because it took us the whole segment to realize that he wasn't on the list. So, uh, I like the Deshaun Watson one, though, man. If he if their offensive line protects him, he sacked 62 times last year more than anyone else in the NFL. So, that's yeah. a huge part of uh, it. And I'll tell you, looking at the Aaron Rodgers money right here, plus 800, that's, that would probably be my bet. I'd take 100 bucks right now. Go put that on Aaron Rodgers. I really think that he's just going to come out pissed off. Everybody questioning him. I mean, he almost has that Tom Brady, oh, you think I'm old? Or, you know, with him and all the offseason stuff, people calling him out. And the beer chug even. I think that he is going to really come out. He's going to be back to form. He's going to have a great year. I would put my money plus 800 on Aaron Rodgers. I would put it on Brady. And uh, here's the thing. You're probably going to lose your money, but... Because Brady and Belichick, we just expect them to be great. Yeah. He would have to have a very big year to win the MVP. He would have to throw for like 4,500 yards, 35 touchdowns. And even then, I don't know if it's going to be enough over some of the other guys. He's just set the bar so high for this is me having a great year. that He's been in consideration, and I think in years past. But it's like, well, he's Brady. That's like what we expect of him. He's not being an MVP. He's just being Brady. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, it's like Jordan. You know, like Jordan didn't didn't even get all that attention and accolades that he should have because we just expected him to be great. 
So yeah, like for Finals MVP, like LeBron was killing it a couple of years ago, and everybody was talking about how he shouldn't be the Finals MVP. It's like when you look at his numbers and you look what he's done, it's outstanding. Like we don't need to give love to the other guys just because we're used to them being right. great all the time. Yeah, just acknowledge the great players are great. I they can't win too many awards, so don't be upset about it. We'll be back right after this with our top five realistic and unrealistic trades we would like to see. Coming off the heels of the NBA draft where, like Melo said earlier, we saw guys like Anthony Davis getting traded. There were trades on top of trades. I think I saw a 2024 draft pick actually get traded. There were so many trades. Yeah, probably the Lakers pick. Got us talking. What would we like to see happen in the NFL? We'd love to see more trades. So we ran it down. I have five real ones, trades that I think could happen. You have five trades that are just going to make people mad. They're just fucking out there, let's be honest. (laughs) There's no way that these trades would happen uh, looking back at my list. Maybe one of them, uh, but the rest are just trades I want to see happen, kind of like what we've seen in the NBA. The big moves, the big stars on the move. So I'm going to run down five trades that I would like to see happen that probably never will. All right, let's uh, let's kick it off with the realistic ones first. I think the Jets, now that they have a GM, Joe Douglas, I think they should trade for Jadevian Clowney. The Texans don't have a GM right now. They need to figure out what they're going to do with Clowney, uh, whether that's the the owner, head coach, someone. They need to get together, figure out what they're going to do because time is a wasting. So I think they trade Clowney to the Jets. I've said before, I think that takes three picks. It probably takes a couple picks next year maybe like a, it might take like a two and a three next year and then a two or a three the year after that and you're gonna have to sign him long term but the jets can actually afford to do that so uh and i'm gonna throw an addendum in this if it's not the jets i want to see Clowney traded to the colts i was just they have the salary cap space they're close they need an outside pass rusher Clowney to the colts and, and it's not going to happen because you don't trade in division, especially a player like this, but it would be amazing to see him go to Indianapolis. And then everybody could stop talking about Jim Ursay buying some guitar. God, I, I almost put that in the rundown, but it makes me so mad that I can't like think about it. I didn't even see it until Saturday when we were having our boys trip, and I was maybe a little bit tipsy at that point, but it just didn't make sense to me why people would care what an owner buys. He's not taking that free agency money and saying, hey, I'm going to go get this guitar. Like, that's yeah, not even Right. That. It's not like, oh, we could sign Antonio Brown or I could buy this guitar. It would be like me going out and buying something new. And then people being saying he's going to use that school budget to buy <laughs> himself a new guitar. Like, right. no, it's my money. I buy what I want with it just because I also have like money that I get from the school and I can use in my classroom for even things. Like it, it doesn't work that way. Leave Jim Ursay alone and also let's get Clowney to the Jets. Yeah, that would be amazing. Second trade, somewhat realistic. Jalen Ramsey traded to the San Francisco 49ers. They still have a need at corner opposite Richard Sherman. They have cap space as well. They also have picks that they'd be willing to give. I think there's pressure on John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan to win and to win quickly. So they need an impact player like Jalen Ramsey. Jalen skipped OTAs. He's upset with front office. He said he's not giving them any kind of discount when it's time to sign a new contract. But the Jags are projected to be $34 million over the cap next year. They have to get rid of players. They can't bring everyone back. So Jalen Ramsey goes to the 49ers. You get him out of the AFC. You get him on the other side of the country. And I think the 49ers, they have a need for this. He fits that style of play very, very well. 
this this move actually makes some sense that if the Jags decide they can't operate with Jalen Ramsey, that he's too much of a distraction or he's not in the long-term plans, they, I do believe, could get a first-round pick for him. Yeah, and we were talking about this too, is that the Jaguars are going to be drastically over the salary cap. They're going to have to start figuring out ways to get rid of some players and clear up some cap space. I think Jalen Ramsey is going to be that first domino. They just they can't afford to pay this guy. He's already said, like you said, he's not taking a discount. I We've heard his name in the trade rumors. I think it's time for a move. I would like to see him go to maybe my team instead of your team. But either way, we're both happy. Yeah, both happy with that one. Him to the Chiefs would just be unfair. Leonard Fournette, another player. The Jags have already voided some of his guaranteed money. Uh, he hasn't seemed like himself since his rookie year. I think a new location would be best for him. I agree. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers need a running back. I don't know what they're going to do. I, they expect Ronald Jones to be the guy, but Bruce Arians needs a run a running back for his offense. Leonard Fournette, you don't have to leave the state, buddy. Just cross, cross the land from one coast to the other in Florida. You're fine. He could be that 20 touch back that the Bucks need so badly. And it, another guy who's coming up toward the end of his deal. They're not going to be able to keep him long-term, most likely. So let him go somewhere else and, and ride it out for the last couple of years of his career. And I don't see a future with deal. him. Sorry, not career. I don't see a future with him in Jacksonville. I don't. After the beating that he's taken, them voiding some of his guaranteed money, Like it just seems like he's already on his way out uh, probably after this year. I would expect, at least if you want a bold prediction here, this is his last year as a Jaguar. I think that trade was going to happen or something in the offseason to come. Gerald Everett, a player the Los Angeles Rams drafted. They really haven't figured out how to use him in Sean McVay's offense. Um, and he's a good player. He's a good athlete. They just they have a lot of pass catchers. They don't really need him. So why not ship him to a team that needs a tight end, the New England Patriots? He's not a Rob Gronkowski-type tight end. I don't really know that anyone is. But he is that athletic you know, H-back type tight end that can move around, be a flex player, get Gerald Everett somewhere where he can be productive instead of really kind of being stuck on that Rams team where he's just, he's really not had a lot of the targets and, and opportunities. He's kind of been, you know, Tyler Higby's kind of overshadowed him at times and they, they use guys like Cooper Cup so much from the slot. Why not just get Gerald Everett, who they, they used a second-round pick on him in 2017, let him go to New England where he can flourish in that offense, and the Rams get back some draft picks that they can use on defense. Yeah, and obviously the Patriots shocked the world by not addressing that tight end position this year. Uh, I think a good trade like this where a guy who has maybe underperformed his draft value, but a lot of it is scheme fit now maybe. So moving him to a team that really likes the tight end and uses them a lot, I'm good with getting him on the Patriots. I mean, our guy Andrew Beck is there, so maybe he's the answer at the tight end position. Obviously. Fifth and final trade, Solomon Thomas, the number three overall pick in the 2017 draft, really has not lived up to expectations. Um, some of that might be to the fact his sister committed suicide. It really affected him. He's spoken about that a lot. Uh, the whole last season, basically, was a wash for him because of it. He uh, says he's you know back now. He's focused. He's ready to go. I think the 49ers pretty much say that they don't believe that because they drafted Nick Bosa and they traded for D Ford. So even if they were going to put Solomon Thomas on the inside, it's like a three technique. Well, you still have Ark Armstead and DeForest Buckner is more of a nose, one of the best defensive tackles that no one talks about. But Solomon Thomas is someone that is going to be a rotational player. So why not trade him? And I think you send him to the Oakland Raiders where he would fit in very well opposite Cleveland Farrell, give them much needed depth at the defensive end position, a good, solid leader, 
great character guy, super intelligent, just hasn't been that you know fantastic football player they expected him to be. I think Arden Key is kind of a question mark. Max Crosby is a rookie. Ronald All- Ronald Ollie is terrified of roller coasters and is also a rookie and was also undrafted. So they need someone like a Solomon Thomas there. And his value is only going to decrease, I think. I think it is at his peak right now because if he comes out and has another terrible season, his value is going to plummet. And then they're really not going to be able to move him. And I think if he has a great season, everybody's just going to say, you're the number three pick. That's what you were supposed to do. We're still only going to give you like maybe a second or third at most. I think it just goes down from there. Even if he had a great season, like you need to either shit or get off the pot with him. You're either going to have to stick it out for four or five years with him on that deal or maybe look for a new change of scenery. All right, and now it is your turn to give us these. It's going to get crazy. Ridiculous. Because when we talked about doing the top five trades, I thought we were going like fantasy trades here. But you did your realistic ones, my fantasy ones, two quarterbacks that I would like to see interchange for each other because they're constantly talked about. I know that the Stick to Football Hall of Fame had a deep, deep discussion about Dak Prescott and does he suck or not what I would like to do is I would propose trade Russell Wilson straight across for Dak Prescott I really just want to see what these guys can do and how they perform in each other's offenses with each other's teams Uh, neither one of them really has a lot of pieces around them to work with anymore Uh, I know the Cowboys are starting to get that with Cooper with, with Zeke Elliott I want to see what Russell Wilson could do with those targets and I want to see, can Dak Prescott, can he perform you know, with uh, maybe not as great of a staff with the Seahawks? So I think that there's no way the Seahawks would do this. Absolutely <laughs> but, I mean, no right? way. Like, no, it no would way take like Zeke and Dak probably <laughs> to get Russell Wilson. No, this, these are not realistic yeah, I, at all. Yeah, you I put these trades into Madden and they'd get denied yeah. immediately. I just want to see it so that we can see these guys perform in, in a those, different yeah, offense. Right. But, you know... If you had like read me the details of the Antonio Brown trade before it happened, I would have been like, "There's no way that happened. Like, yeah. there's no way." Randy Moss getting traded for a fourth round right, pick, right? Like, no, that doesn't happen. And then it happens. I'm not saying this would, but I would love to see Russell Wilson in Dallas because I also think that he he should be a superstar. He should be one of the faces of the NFL. And there might be people listening to this being like, "He is." I don't think he is. I don't and think I he is either. Cover the league for a living. I don't think he is. I don't you don't see kids wearing Russell Wilson jerseys outside of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And like I was talking about earlier, a lot of people consider him like one of the top five, six, seven quarterbacks in the NFL. You put him in Dallas where he is going to be right. a star. I think that's gonna really be good for his career. And again, I just want to see these guys in different offenses. Yeah, that would be fun. All right, second for you. Next one is the most homer pick in the world. <laughs> yeah. There's absolutely no way in hell it would ever happen. It would take like five first-round picks. But I would like to build my own little dream team here. I'm going to put Saquon Barkley to the Kansas City Chiefs. I just would like to see what that offense could do. This is like a Madden-type trade. You would have to trade everything, um, your first two picks for the next five years. But to see a guy like Mahomes, Saquon, uh, possibly even Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman out there, Travis Kelsey, you have one of the top guys at your position group at every position group. Even at offensive line with a guy like Mitch Swartz, I would like to see if this, these guys put up 50 points a game if you put Saquon in the backfield. You were talking about Marshall Falk earlier. This, that's what it would be. He would yeah. be Marshall Falk. It would be the, the, show, the greatest show on turf yeah. with the St. Louis Rams a long time ago. See what these guys can do. It will never happen. I would like to see it happen. Much like this next pick that I have, 
I would like to see Julio Jones get paired up with a really good quarterback. And Matt Ryan, I think he is good, but I would like to see him paired up with a guy like Drew Brees opposite Michael Thomas. I think this is another trade. No chance in hell it happens because the Saints and the Falcons play in the same division. Obviously, that's not going to work. But I want to see the last couple years of Julio Jones' prime I want to see him with a good quarterback, and I want to put him, again, much like I did with Saquon, I'm going to put him in one of the best offenses out there because I just want to watch exciting football. That would be. uh, And Julio going to the Saints, God. Drew Brees, I think, throws one of the most beautiful deep balls in football. With Michael Thomas on one side, Julio on the other, it would be pretty pretty great. (laughs) There's no way it can happen. I get it, but... I'm going to fire up Madden tonight and be like, yeah, let's just see. And just see what it would take to get these deals done. Okay, my next one, I'm going to give you a realistic one. Patrick Peterson's facing a suspension for PEDs. I think that he's a guy who could still be on the move uh, even later in the season, and that would be a team that's contending, so it's going to be a team like the Patriots. You know, Even the 49ers, maybe, if Jimmy Garoppolo can come along and do what he was supposed to do a couple years ago, maybe they need a cornerback, maybe the Chiefs do. A lot of good teams out there are going to need a shutdown corner, but for this situation, I'm going to give him to the Patriots. Yeah, this one is somewhat realistic because I, I think we've heard for a while now there's been rumors that he might be traded, that he might be on the block, so... And it would be cool for the Patriots to do it. I think they already have one of the best corners in Stephon Gilmore. But again, this is not someone that enough people talk about as a great player. And I, I really do think that he is. And my last craziest shit trade for you. <laughs> I want to see the best defensive player in the NFL on the best defense in the NFL. The Los Angeles Lambs, they were able to get enough stops. Did you say the Lambs? I think I said Rams. I, I don't know. I heard. I said I Los Angeles Rams. I heard Los Angeles Lambs. <laughs> I don't know. I guess everybody that's <laughs> listening back just hit that 30 seconds back button and figure it out. I thought you know. were like taking a shot at them or something. That nope. sounds like some people would say, right? Like, <laughs> I guess maybe if you're not a Rams fan, just start calling them the Lambs. Yeah, that's what I thought you were doing. It's like, damn, I thought well, you were cool with the Rams. Their best defensive player and possibly the all-defensive world player here, Aaron Donald, I'm going to put him on the Chicago Bears. Because if you put him next to Khalil Mack, I literally don't know how you would block them. There are not Jesus enough guys Christ. on offense to do this. And again, if you're just now tuning in, these are fantasy trades that I just want to see happen. There's no way these guys get moved. Well, you know what? We didn't think Cleo Mack would get moved. Yeah, we really didn't. But no way that this happens. It would take too many picks. I, in just my dream football porn scenario, I want to see Aaron Donald line up against with Cleo Mack. And Akeem Hicks. You can't block that. God. I always wanted to see Cleo Mack and J.J. Watt. Right. Because, and like when they drafted Clowney, I was even like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And then mm-hmm. they've both just, they've never really been on the field together a whole lot. Yeah. And like Watt was unhealthy. He was injured a lot there yeah. for a while. And then Clowney, I don't even know that Clowney's really lived up to the expectations of him coming out of college. Uh, so pairing up these two guys would be just ridiculous. Yeah. Would be a lot of fun. All right. Let us know crazy trades that you guys want to see at Stick to Football or leave those in your five star review. We are back. It's draft on draft time. Cameron Cusher wants to know if there was an expansion draft, what players or positions would be your top targets to start a new franchise? So I am old enough to have lived through a few expansion drafts and I love them. Like I, I, do too. I want there to be an expansion draft just because it's so much fun. 
And I think that you look, the Texans tried to do this. And unfortunately, Tony Baselli was just at the end of his current hurt. But they tried to build like an offensive line through the expansion draft and then drafted a quarterback. So if if it were me, I would I think that's what I would do as well. I would try to build an offensive line because you want like veterans there. You don't really want young players. And then I would draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, like it did. It seems like a good plan. It didn't work out for yeah. them. Uh, guys were older. They were veterans. They got hurt. But I like that plan as well. I would not take a quarterback. I know that it worked out for the Jaguars. They took Mark Brunel, and they kind of built around him. But I would still go that other route, too. I would look to get my franchise quarterback, hopefully with that first pick that you're going to get. And I, and I would build around other positions, too. You also have to look at who's available, like taking the best guys right. that are out there and that stuff. I don't really remember the expansion draft that much. I remember that there was an option on Madden. One year, and you could be the Browns and mm-hmm. do the expansion. So draft. much fun! That was one of the coolest things in a video game ever. I wish they still had that option in Madden, where you could just create new teams, right, and do an expansion draft. I love them. Yeah, I do too. I even like maybe next summer because this summer is actually almost over for us. We should just go through and be like unprotected players. You know, like who would be protected, who wouldn't be protected? <laughs> just do our own. We could fire up the old Xbox in here and figure it we out. We could. I think I'm actually taking it home tonight, though. Well, take it home and figure it out yeah. when you do all your crazy Madden <laughs> trades. Right. Uh, that's what I... But I would, I would try to build the offensive line. I don't think I would take any expansion. Like, I wouldn't... I would take running backs. Like, a lot of them, actually, because chances are you're going to find one that can do a decent job. But I would really focus on O-line, interior D-line, and then try to draft the outside, you know, draft a corner, draft a... Start in and then work out. Yeah. I would do the same thing. I, I do think that the the key position, though, like you need a quarterback, a left tackle, and you need a receiver in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. And then you need a D-end, a D-tackle, and a corner. You might be able to get lucky enough to find some talent at receiver. Uh, you just look yeah. at a team like Devontae Adams was not a high pick. Right. He might be a guy that would be a candidate to be unprotected, unprotected. not anymore, but maybe Had, a couple of years ago he would have been, and you could find him late. Yeah. yeah. That's a fun question. I like that. I'm going to think about expansion drafts all night. Andrew Dockrell, what are the top five countries to live in, not the USA? Top five countries to live in. Um, Australia came to mind. I don't know why. I think it's scary as shit. They have huge like snakes and alligators and sharks. Like they have every scary animal. Yeah, they really do. But I also think it'd be cool to go there and live for a while. Australia would be cool. I I always do this. I think like, you know, I'm not just like, oh, that'd be fun. Like I want like the free health care of Canada. And I know <laughs> people are gonna be like, Yeah, but your taxes are so much higher. I get that. I think Canada would be cool. I also like Canada. I prefer the mountains and cold weather. Yeah. I like to be outside. Um, so I think Canada would be really, really cool. Belgium, I wouldn't last long, but I think Belgium would be a very cool place to live. They have beer, right? A lot of beer, a lot of chocolate. Um, so that I think those would be my top two if I can't live in the U.S. We went to Grand Cayman once, and mm-hmm. I actually loved it. It's English-speaking, um, so that makes everything easy. It's beautiful as well, and I, I think it's fairly cheap to live in. So there's three for me. I enjoyed it, too. And you're always on island time, which is nice. Yeah, I need that. I need more island time in my life. I'm looking at a list, and they say Norway is the best place to live. Norway? I think it's like the safest country in the world. Yep, that's why. I think that's a lot of it. it I bet it is beautiful there. I've never been. They're very high in every metric, too, including like health, education, freedoms. So Norway. Everything we're not, basically. Okay. Put yeah, that Norway. on my list. I, don't, I have no problems with Norway. It's a lot like Canada, just over there. 
Yeah, exactly. So yeah, what's uh, number Norway. two on the list? New Zealand. Oh, huh? You so I was think close. Of that. Yeah, you really wouldn't be like, ah, New Zealand's a great place to live. But I've also never been there. I know nothing about it. Yeah, high education levels. Four point eight million residents enjoy living there. I guess they took a survey. Yeah. I bet the weather's pretty nice too. That's a okay. Second part of his question. Now that I'm googling flights to Nor- to Norway and. New Zealand. Uh, Second part of his question, who are the top five freshman college football players that we saw last year? I'm going to not let you say Trevor Lawrence. So guys, other than Trevor Lawrence. Okay, good. Because I was going to go Rondale Moore. Okay, yeah. I I saw him week one. I think they played like the Thursday night to open the season. And I wanted to see Rondale Moore. He exceeded my expectations, like times 100. I knew he was going to be good. I knew he was a big prospect who signed with Purdue. But he was amazing. I mean, he can do it all. He's super strong. He's super fast. If he were six foot tall, I think we would more people would be talking about him. Yeah, but he's only five nine. I still love his game and what he can do. It's like a college Tyreek Hill. Uh, so I want a quarterback that's not Trevor Lawrence. Adrian Martinez is my guy in Nebraska. Yeah. I actually think he's a like low key Heisman favorite for the year if Nebraska can make some noise in the Big Ten, which is gonna be hard to do. But I love Adrian Martinez. The other Booger McFarland, Anthony McFarland uh, from Maryland tore apart our Longhorns, if I remember correctly. He was amazing. Uh, Jalen Waddell was really, really good for Alabama, obviously. Yeah. Justin Ross. Justin Ross, yeah. Justin was, Ross was it was really a good. good freshman class. How about your guy, Caden Stearns? You never I was going to say Caden Stearns. Patrick Sertan, your guy. Uh, Mike Rose from Iowa State, that linebacker. He was a stud. So that, those are my, I think I just named one five, but... Yeah, we definitely did. It was a very good group of freshmen. Like Puka Williams. In. I don't know if he's ever going to play football again, but Puka Williams is I good. don't know if he is either. I don't know if he should. Um, and but Adrian Martinez, you look at him, he missed his senior year of high school football, and then he came back from injury. I think he was an early enrollee, but started immediately, almost had to at Nebraska because everybody else left. I think another year in a full summer with Scott Frost is going to be great for him, and I think that's why a lot of people are talking about him as a, you know a Heisman guy and then, uh, another quarterback. Uh, what's the Ole Miss quarterback, Matt Carroll? Yeah, he came in late and played a little bit. He was another big prospect coming out of high school. Ole Miss, you know, they're going to have offense down there. They always do, and I think he's another big name quarterback. Yeah, there weren't a ton of guys on defense. You know, where you're like, oh, I'm really excited about yeah, oh, defensive guys, Justin Fields. Yeah. He was a good freshman last year. I'd like to see what he can do. Yeah. I would have liked to maybe see more of him. I like from, but would have been fun to see. I guess we will very, very soon. Jayhawk1108, this was an iTunes review question, so thank you for that. What player from another sport would you like to put into the NFL and at what position? Uh, can I say Zion at tight end? I think that's the... That's the obvious. It's the hot in the streets one because yeah. he just got drafted. LeBron, that dude is the most gifted athlete that I've ever seen. I mean, you talk about GOAT basketball player, it's Michael Jordan. But when you're just talking about athletes, to have his size, his speed, his leaping ability, he's the greatest athlete of all time. Jim Thorpe would argue with you about that, but that's okay. I don't even know if I would argue that. (laughs) I would like to see Mike Trout, and I would like to see him play middle linebacker. Yeah, Mike Trout's built like a tank. I, I would still, I say he would be a great running back. He yeah. probably has like terrible feet, like probably. no agility. It's all straight line, so maybe fullback for him. <laughs> he looks, but like he, he's you know, like he can one. run and you know he can hit. Yeah, I, I think Mike Trout would be a fun one. I've tried to think of like hockey guys that I would like to see. Like I don't want to see Sidney Crosby play football. You know, like I know they're tough. I just don't. Yeah, him playing safety doesn't really do it for me. 
No, no, he, he wouldn't me either. Or you look at some of these guys like a Mookie Betts. We've talked about him before. He would be a great safety yep. or corner. Yeah. All right. Last question from Kenny Guthrie, and this is in uh, honor of Ladanian Tomlinson. Who are the top five running backs of all time? I'm going to let you give me your your number one first. I have a really hard time with this. Actually, um, I would have. I always, always said Barry Sanders. But I don't think it is anymore. I, I really don't. Like I actually think it's Jim Brown. And I think it's Barry Sanders, which is weird because I believe it was at Barry Sanders Hall of Fame induction. His own father was like, Barry's the second best running back of all time yeah. behind Jim Brown. And I obviously didn't get to see Jim Brown play. Uh, yeah, and both of them kind of had that short career. Mm-hmm. But I think the discussion really starts at three because I do think those two are interchangeable at one and two. Well, and I think three is Walter Payton. Walter Payton up there. Do you have Emmett Smith top five because he is the all-time rushing leader? And I don't even think it's close. It's not close. He has 18,355 yeah. yards. Uh, no, I would. I never thought he was special. I didn't either. Like he, not to he give was credit consistent. to like people around him because you have to do your job to be successful. But he always had one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. And Barry Sanders always had a terrible offensive right. line, and he was still getting more yards than these guys. You look at the number four guy all time, and numbers don't just tell the story for you. The number four rusher of all time. Do you know who it is? I know who it is. Frank, Frank Gore. Gore. <laughs> I can't believe this dude is still in the NFL, but he has 14,000 yards. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer, and he was never a top five running back in the league. I think LaDainian Tomlinson, who's the number six all-time leading rusher, he might come into play at number four. So that's what I think. I'm trying to write my list down, and that's where, okay, here's what I have with a lot of honorable mentions. I have Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, LT, and Marshall Falk. But, like, you could put Eric Dickerson, Tony Dorsett, Marcus Allen. I would agree with your top five. Curtis Martin. I I might switch up the order for Brown and Sanders, but I I like those top five. And I think that you can argue some other guys, like the Cowboys fans are going to come at you and say they're Emmitt Smith. Uh, You can't take away the title. Obviously, he's great at it. It might not ever be broken, but I don't think he's in the top five for greatest running back. Adrian Peterson would need five more 1,000-yard seasons to break it. And I don't think we're going to see that. Frank Gore, I mean, might just keep playing a break eventually. <laughs> Frank Gore might hold the record. Like if he gets four more 1,000-yard seasons, he's going to break the record. And I, at He's this like 3,500 yards away. He, he might do it. I love Frank Gore. I tweeted, like, who's your favorite player that never played for your favorite team? And Frank Gore played for my favorite team, so I can't say him. But he is one of my favorite players ever. Yeah, and maybe I have to revisit my, is Frank Gore a Hall of Famer? I think you're going to have to. It was 14,000 yards. Maybe he was. He'll break 15,000 this year. Yeah, he's only like 200 yards away. Yeah, all right. People tweet us or leave it as your iTunes review. Let us know who the top five running backs in the NFL are. Maybe uh, maybe Wednesday morning we do top five wide receivers. I think we've actually done quarterbacks and running backs now. Now we've done quarterbacks and running backs. What the hell? Let's just do receivers. Keep it going. All right. That is our show. Connor, enjoy Europe while you're out there. For Mello, this is Matt. We'll talk to you guys Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm.